0: Our guest for today's episode is my friend, Brianna Glenn. Now we've had Bri on the show before, but I knew I needed to have her back because she has been one of y'all's favorites. And I love that because she's one of my favorites too. For those of you who don't know her already, Bri is the mastermind behind Milk and Honey Travels, a boutique travel agency helping you go on the trips of your dreams. She helps people figure out what kinds of travel experiences they wanna have, and then she actually makes them happen. She's amazing at this. Now, I love this because that's exactly what Brie is going to do for us today. So many of us wanna take trips with our girlfriends, whether that's an epic adventure overseas or a quick cabin weekend, but if you've ever tried to plan a girls' trip, you've probably discovered that they are not all that easy. Everyone has different schedules, budgets, travel preferences, and that's just the beginning. Not only are the logistics tricky, but it's a really vulnerable thing to ask friends to travel with you. What if they say no? And because of all this, it's really tempting to put girls' trips in the would-be-nice column in our lives and never actually make them a reality. But they can be a reality, and today Brie is gonna teach us how. But before we dive in, speaking of travel and travel with girlfriends, guys, if you haven't had a chance to download your free copy of my book, The Lipstick Gospel, let's change that today. The Lipstick Gospel is the story of the worst breakup I've ever been through and how God put my heart back together from it. And He did it all while I was traveling with my girlfriends. Friend, if you're going through a hard season right now, if you could use some encouragement in your faith, or if you're just looking for the next book to read by the pool, I would love to share The Lipstick Gospel with you. One of our amazing Girls' Night listeners shared the book on her Instagram not long ago, and this is what she had to say about it. Her words totally made my day. She said, I just found my new favorite book. I couldn't put it down. The Lipstick Gospel is the story of a sorority girl who never planned on becoming a Christian until she met God in the most beautiful and unexpected way. It's a travel journal, a testimony that will leave you with tears in your eyes as you realize you're simply not alone. Best of all, her story shows the kind of life you can have in Christ. Not a boring, vanilla-type life, but a fun, adventurous, and exciting life, way more than you could ever imagine. Trust me, you'll want this book to last forever. I will love that. Now guys, if you don't have a copy yet, you can either download one for free, or if you're a paperback girl like me, we have those too. You can pick them both up in my shop. It's smaywilsonshop.com or through the link in my Instagram profile. I'm at Wilson over on Instagram. All right, friends. With that said, let's jump into today's episode. Here is my conversation with Bree. All right, friends. I'm sitting here with my sweet friend, Brianna Glenn, and I'm, Bree. I'm just so happy to have you back on the show.
1: It's so awesome because I feel like I've talked with you and with your your friends on the internet about so many different topics of my life throughout like the last couple of years, which is super exciting. So I'm always happy to chat with you and let other people just listen in on our fun little girl talk.
0: <laughs> I love it so much. And Brie, I, I mean, I was thinking about this earlier today. You're one of my favorite friends in my whole life, and you speak into my life in a way that is so I don't know, I just, I, I know that every time I talk to you, you're going to make me laugh, you're gonna tell me the truth, that's like the straightforward, you need to hear this kind of truth. And then also like, you're going to just drop like godly wisdom on me in a way that I I have more screenshots of your text messages in (laughs) my, like in my photos. And so I just, I love having you on the show because you, you bring so much to the table in my life and I love getting to just be like, like share my friends. So you guys, here's one of my favorite friends in the world and you're welcome in advance. (laughs) Thank you. <laughs> um, okay, so Bree, so for people who haven't gotten to meet you yet, tell us who you are, what you do, and hit us with a fun fact.
1: Sure, sure. Okay, so like you said, my name is Brianna Glenn, soon to be Brianna Glenn Tosta, but I still <laughs> I still answer to Brianna Glenn because my married name is very hard for me to get used to.
0: Um, I own a boutique prom- mar- I feel like we have to clarify. You I, are married, and you've been I, married I, I for more married. than a year. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, that's true. That's true. Um, but I was a little bit late to that. late to the party. I was right on time, but it's, it's been a hard transition thinking of like my name specifically as anything else than what it was for like 30 something plus years. So yeah, So I am definitely getting used to that as a career. I own a boutique travel agency called milk and honey travels. I plan and create custom vacation experiences for people all over the world. It's, Travel is a huge passion of mine, something that lights me up. Helping other people travel is something I'm super passionate about, see more of the world, experience um, different things around the world, but also with the people they're traveling with. That's something that I always can just talk for days about. Um, A fun fact about me before I started down this entrepreneurial journey, the way I made a living was jumping in sand um, and running in circles, which is a great <laughs> a great thing to put on a resume, said no one ever. <laughs> so um, I did that for 10 years, actually, after I graduated college. But it was also the way that I personally got to see the world. So my first 30 passport stamps came by way of me traveling the world, being a world-class athlete in the sport of track and field. Before that, my travel consisted of pitching a tent, in a two hour drive radius from my house. And so I did not grow up traveling, but being a world class athlete showed me the world. And after that I was bitten by a bug that I have not gotten rid of at all. So I love that.
0: Brie, I think that your like, your athletic career is so amazing to me. Like for so many reasons, you've done so many things and like won so many things and like have been so successful. And like, I'm a, t- I'm the worst runner I know. And so being around you, it just like really makes me laugh. <laughs> it,
1: it, well, now I probably am the worst runner I know as well, because it's funny how lazy you can get when nobody's paying you. But, um, I try at least for vanity's sake to like keep up a little
0: bit of my athleticism. Well, you're also 33 weeks pregnant currently, so, yes. so you might be slightly, <laughs> sl- slightly slower than you used to be. Right. <laughs> um, so Bri, we I, I'm so excited to have you here to talk about travel. And another thing that I love is that you are such an incredible friend and you value your friendship so much. And so I feel like this conversation of girls trips, you're coming at it from a really cool, from like both perspectives of why friendship is so important and why it's so important that we have this concentrated time with our friends and then also actually how to make it happen. And so you and I have gone on a couple girls trips together. I feel like I want you to tell, tell everyone about them and especially the one. That we just like kind of recently got back from because it was amazing.
1: Yeah, you know, and what's great is that like I I, I think there's like a, a little bit of a progression. Like we're we're gonna get we're getting bigger and bigger as we go. So our first trip was literally like probably the easiest trip you can do with with friends and with with hopping on a plane. And we did an all inclusive in Mexico, which just basically requires you to show up with your bathing suit and your suitcase and have a good time. But it was a perfect way for us to take our relationship as friends, as people who knew each other, just um, connecting, you know, through, through business first, but then just building a deeper relationship and then be like, okay, like what does it look like to just focus a little bit more on the friend part and the fun part and let's do it in Mexico with some, you know, chips and guac. So that was a really great trip. I think we all just got to like let our guards down a little bit more, be a little bit more vulnerable, have um, some deeper conversations and spend just quality time with each other. So it was easy. It was fun. um, It wasn't that expensive. So everybody could kind of participate and not, you know, feel bad about it. Um, So that was really, really great. And then obviously you, this is not a girl's trip, but it was another time for us to be out of the country, spending time together when you made your way to my wedding in Costa Rica. And we have some great memories from there because number one, Costa Rica is amazing. And it was just really a celebrate. Like I considered my wedding a vacation with my friends and oh yeah, at the end, I'll just throw on a white dress and say, I do. (laughs) And that's exactly what it turned out to be, which is like, perfect for me because I literally pulled it together in three and a half months, but another story. And then most recently is us getting to go to San Miguel de Allende, which for me personally has been one of my favorite places and a place that I brag about all the time. Not as well known to a lot of people, but it just has so much charm and yeah, like getting you guys excited to come with and just have a little bit more time, having the ability to just really Every single day, like eat together, work together, do different activities, just all of that. It was like really, really amazing. And I'm so glad that you got to experience like a place that I hold dear to my heart and like see the charm in it yourself and love it just as much as I did. So that was really, really
0: special. I, I love that so much. It So if anyone's not familiar, I wasn't really familiar with San Miguel de Allende. It's in Mexico and it's like in the mountains in Mexico. And so it's it's not, you know, if you've gone to the beach somewhere, like you haven't been there. Um, It's just, it's a place that people don't normally think about going, but it was magical. And the, the, Trips that we've taken together have been so much fun, and I feel like they've been the cherry on top is the fact that you are such an amazing planner, and so we get to just show up and be like, I think one time I tried to suggest a place for dinner, or I felt like I should, like I should sort of carry part of the weight and be like, Hey, I'll look up a place for dinner, and then I remembered who I was traveling with and was like, <laughs> Forget it, I forget it, and I just get to like just follow along and like look or, look at the scenery as I follow you wherever you want to go, and it's always the best. So. One thing I, I do want to mention is that our very first trip, actually, I realized, was to Nashville. Like, you guys, the first time that we traveled together, I mean, I didn't go anywhere, but you guys came to visit me. And I, I think I, I just wanted to say that because I think we'll kind of get into that a little bit later, yeah. that it can be kind of a progression. And and that also made me think, oh, my gosh, where are we going next?
1: Um, <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's going to be big. But you were so right that, like, it can literally start in your guest room. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. just really about first and foremost, the people and the time set aside to spend with them. And we totally did that in Nashville. And like we went to restaurants, we saw like the best of the city. We kind of just like bonded like face to face for the first time. It was really actually a really cool, cool time.
0: Yeah. It was a really fun trip. So I Brie, since you and I have done so many trips together and we've gotten to like post photos of them, um, especially because we travel with our friend Taja, who's an incredible photographer. So we always come back with really fancy looking photos. I've gotten so many questions from women being like, How are you doing this? Like, how are you making these friendship friend trips happen? And I think that when we see girlfriends traveling together on Instagram, it can look really effortless and it's just like it just sort of came together and so when we try to do something similar and it doesn't just fall into place it's really discouraging i think that the girls trips can be really daunting like who does the planning and who should you invite and how do you find a destination that works for everyone and what if everyone bails it sounds like sort of an impossible dream i think and so if if anyone listening is thinking like yeah this sounds great for other people i just don't think I could make it work for me. Know that you're not alone. Like it is it is really hard to figure out, you know, schedules and budgets and everyone has different responsibilities and it's hard to nail down an itinerary that works for everyone. The process can be really overwhelming, but it is possible. And it just takes a little bit of intentionality. And so Bree, that's why I'm so excited to have you here is to just help us walk through the intentionality of asking friends and actually planning it and going from this would be a nice thing I, that I'm seeing other people do on social media to I'm actually doing this and I'm actually making this happen. So the first thing is, like I mentioned, you're such a fan of friendship and, and I know that you've gone to some major lengths to make girls trips happen. Even with friends, like, I think we think once people are married, like then you're done. Or, um, once people have kids, like then you're done. You've really, really been intentional about making girls trips happen with your friends, why is this so important to you? Like, why do you think this is so worth it? Yeah, you
1: know, and it's funny because I do, and let's be honest, I probably get to travel and have the opportunity to travel more than most people just because of my job and and, and the fact that I'm my own boss. But girls' trips have always been important to me. They were important to me when I was younger in my 20s, before I was married, um, when I had an actual corporate job. And even now when I am married, when I do have other things in life, when I'm a bit further along in my career. And so I just believe that there's nothing that takes the place or is a substitute for like face-to-face bonding, right? Like being with somebody. And then that intentional time, which travel does provide, that like you set aside for that in particular. So just being with your people is super important. And especially when friendships, you know, are a big part of your life and everybody should have at least, you know, one or two friendships that are a big part of our life because we were created to do life together. So understanding that as you get older, it's harder to come by. And that is true. Like from the time you graduate college until however old you are, and you might move away and you might get new jobs, new families, responsibilities, etc. But When you make the time for a girl trip, what you're saying is, this is our time to prioritize the friendship. And there's nothing else, in my opinion, that produces better memories, better times together than travel. And for me, that's certainly been the case. So when I get to make those memories with my favorite humans, it's just a win. It's never something that I regret, and it's never something that, you know... Either people I plan trips for or the people, the friends of mine that come on trips with me, wish they would have spent their time or their money or anything else doing differently. People always are very, very like understanding of how worth it it was after the fact. It's just really a lot of the times getting to that point where you make it happen and then can see basically the fruits of the labor that it took to get there.
0: I feel like the time with your people and travel just. Travel's really cool because it's a way of really intentionally making some cool memories. It's doing something special together and doing something different together. So you're getting out of your comfort zone. A lot of times when you're out of your comfort zone, you're out of your normal routine, which means you get to leave your normal routine behind a little bit. So you're not as distracted and you're just naturally doing, you're seeking out special things to do together. And I think that like, As you were talking, I was thinking, you know, we invest money in all kinds of different things. Like if you invest in going to a nutritionist and a gym in a gym membership, you're investing in your health, you know, or if you invest in your business by taking a class or, you know, joining a going to an event or something like that, that's an investment putting money into something that's important to you. And I think that quality time, regardless of what location it happens in, setting aside that time for your people is like, investing money into your relationships.
1: hundred percent, a hundred percent. And that's, you know, it's, it's true what they say. Like, if you want to know what's important to you, like look how you spend your time and look how you spend your money. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, and sometimes it's hard for us to make like the this direct kind of correlation, but it is a true thing. And if, so if we look at that and we're like, Hey, we want to prioritize our friendships more. Like, Find a way to make more time and invest more into them, and travel is a super great way to do that. You know, and like I said, we it doesn't even have to be the passports; it can be just you know in your own backyard. But it is it is that intentionality behind it.
0: Yeah. The- I, you know, one of the things we've talked about on the show before is like maintaining long distance friendships. And our friendship is really unique in the fact that we've never lived close to each other. Like we have a whole episode on this, which we'll link to, but like you live in California. I live in Nashville. Taja lives in Louisiana. And we like, we've never been, we've never gotten to be everyday, like close proximity friends. And you know, we've talked a lot about this on the show that a lot of us have long distance friends, like people that we were friends with in college that we live far away from now, or, you know, we just, a lot of us are in this position. But I think that when we carve out weekends together or like a set chunk of time, we're able to have a lot of quality. So even if we don't have as much quantity, it still is able to maintain and also move the friendship forward. Like we're better friends now than we've ever been, even though we don't see each other every day at all. Like we've never seen each other every day, but having these chunks of like five days or three days, or, you know, these these really concentrated chunks of time, it, it's able, we're able to move the friendship forward and like get closer in the same way you would if you were like, you know, getting brunch, once a week or something. It just happens in like a different frequency. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And that's the beauty of it
1: because that is true. Like you have so many geographical things and, and other life things that like make your friendships look different over the course of, of your life, you know, and in different seasons. But it is true. Like every time we get together, it's like we can pick up right where we laugh it off and we just dive right in. And, and like, then we have that concentrated,
0: super like quality time. Because it's just about us. I love that. I love that. That that thing, just about us, is really cool. Because most times in life, there's a million other things going on. But when you have set aside an amount of time that is just for your friends, it is just about you. Mm -hmm. And that's really cool. So for you, I want to talk logistics. Because I think that this is the hardest... Like, there are just a lot of details when it comes to planning a girl's trip. And those, for me, are like, I don't know. I just... I'm going to pretend like I don't really care if I do this because it, the idea of really making this happen just sounds impossible. So, first of all, who do you figure, or how do you figure out who to travel with? Like, I think you'd probably be the first to say that not every person, every friend is a great travel friend. Like, how do you figure out what friendships to invest in in this way? And how do you figure out, like, what kinds of friends are going to say yes? Or I don't know, there, we have a lot of friends that we probably won't travel with. How do you figure out which ones are, are good friends for that?
1: So it's when you ask that, I think, (laughs) I think of this group of friends and I'm using air quotes that I had, um, in my early twenties, I lived in LA and I was, I was, it was a different person back then. (laughs) 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 I literally called this group of friends, my go out friends. They were like my club friends. They were so good for knowing the hot spots for, you know, getting into like the best clubs and who's who and all the things right never would i think of <laughs> inviting those girls on a girls trip they served a very specific purpose in my life to go out <laughs> to the club and you know so there is that differentiation i think sometimes when we we're, we're we're saying friends number 1 we have to we have to realize like are these the friendships that are like our people like really, really deep friendships or that we see can, could be that, or they just kind of like the acquaintances that like, for whatever reason at this season of our life, we're just spending some time with. Um, And that's really, really different. So part of that is just knowing like who is worth the time, the energy, because it is an investment in all of those things that you can reap the rewards from being, from making that time and energy um, and going deeper in those friendships that's one thing you have to consider and just be really like, Hey, like honest about and Then the other thing is a combat compatibility thing. There are people I love in this world as human beings, maybe not the most compatible in terms of a long trip. We might be able to do a weekend together. We might not be able to do two weeks together and that's fine. That's totally fine. It's, it's knowing, you know, personalities, your personality and is the people that you're traveling with. And so, I think the beauty of it, though, is like the vulnerability and the openness that comes with people who like you really do like have a great relationship with. Like I always everybody knows I am an introvert and I love people and I love being around people that I care about. But there will come a time. Where I, nope, done with people, even on a girls trip. And so if I can tell my friends like, Hey, gonna take this afternoon for myself and my book, and they're not gonna, you know, care and they're gonna be okay with that. Then that's great. We can both be on the trip and it can be a great experience for all of us. So I think just first and foremost, figuring out the people in your life who either you've been friends with for a really long time and you already have those great relationships and you're just like, how do we maintain and grow deeper? And then also those people who Mm -hmm. maybe are newer friends like you and I, who are like, no, these are great people who I really, really want to like develop that with. And so what are some different ways that we can just be intentional about getting to know each other better? I've had great experiences on both ends of the spectrum, people I've been friends with for 20 plus years and people I've been friends with for two years. And I can travel with either of them. And it's still a great experience. It's just the people I want to actually be in my inner circle that I'm going to make the most time for.
0: I love that. I, I think that that's really important. And you know, I was thinking like, I think that there are different categories of girls trips. Like, There are just a weekend getaway where it's like, it's Memorial Day. Like, let's all go get a, you know, lake house and just, you know, go hang out together. And I think that you could do that with all kinds of different friends. I think that they're, they're like your long distance like best friends that you want to go visit. Um, so maybe that's like, maybe you pick a, a location that's somewhere that none of you live, or maybe you, you know, you guys came to Nashville and we like hung out here. And so that's kind of a different, the planning of that I think is a little different. Cause you're just, you're, it's like, you're going to visit someone. You're not necessarily planning like a getaway. And then there's like the, we're traveling together kinds of, kinds of trips. And I think that that's, Like, I think with all of those, those are all a time and financial investment. And so I love that you said you you wanted to be people that you want to be your people. And and they can be already, or they can be people where you're like, I don't know you as well as I'm going to, but I want you in my life long-term. And so I want to invest in this way. But I think it's important to realize, like, I'm just thinking through this. There are some of my friends that I love so much that aren't actually very interested in travel or have a harder time, like, they, like just th- because of their work or because of just where they are in life or because of their interests, they're not as like ready to just kind of drop everything and go somewhere. Like an example, my friend Emily sent me a email. I still need to write her back, but she sent me an email and was like, "Steph, I found really cheap flights to Spain. <laughs> Do you want to go?" <laughs> <laughs> and like, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can swing it. But Emily knows that that we are close enough that we could travel together and that. I'm the kind of person that like we value that so equally that I actually would really like I, even if we could even if I can't go I'm really gonna seriously consider it I'm really seriously gonna try. Um, so I know that I probably experience this a lot more than you do, Brie, just because of our different personalities. But when we're looking at our friendships, like I think regardless of how good of friends you are, like I know I feel this in my own life, even with my very best friends, and so. I know a lot of us must feel this way. It's intimidating asking a friend to do any sort of trip, whether it's like, come visit me or let me come visit you or let's do a weekend together or like, let's go to Spain together. It's it's a vulnerable thing to ask our friends to go deeper with us in that way. Like heart-wise, kind of forgetting about logistics for a second, do you have any like Brie wisdom for how to how to get over this fear of, of being rejected or kind of what to do if we are rejected.
1: Yeah, well, yes.
0: <laughs>
1: and I think really the most important thing in in that realm is really understanding when it's not about you at all. Because first and foremost, I would say the majority of people that I talk to that I come in contact with want to travel more. Now, We're going to get to the people who just don't in a second. But most of the people, including your friends, want to travel more. You ask them like, hey, would you like to include more travel in your life if you could? The answer is usually yes. This is what I hear over and over and over again. It's rare that I ask someone and they're like, no, no interest. So understanding that like when you're walking into that conversation or you're kind of uh, bringing up that subject, your friends probably do want to travel more. They just they think that sounds like a good idea. They just have excuses as to why they haven't made it happen or they haven't maybe approached you. And a lot of times that's who to travel with time, money, the logistics, etc. what you're offering them. And those are all hurdles that are very, very real, but what you're offering them is taking away at least the first hurdle. Who to travel with? Because that's a really big question for a lot of people, especially when they're thinking, "Oh, well, you know, once I get married, then I'll travel with my husband or whatever." And you're like, "Okay, are you going to wait for that though? Like, (laughs) what about all the years when you're not married? You can still travel, you know." So you're taking away that hurdle, which is a really big one for a lot of people. And so you you've done that, and now it's time to figure out the other the other kind of excuses that come along down the line. But once they say, like, "Yeah, I would like to travel more," and I would travel with you. Sure. Then that's great. You guys can both start on that same page, but let's just say they don't want to travel understanding that's still not anything to do with you. Like it's not that they don't want to like go with you specifically. And if that is the case, like, let's just analyze that friendship and take it for what it is. (laughs) Like maybe not your people like you thought they were totally okay. Because there's going to be somebody else and some other kind of group of people where you're going to connect more and you're going to have different interests in some areas and similar interests in other areas. But when they don't want to travel because it's just not a priority for them or they don't see the significance in the same way you do, that's so okay. There's going to be other friends in your life who step in, in for that void and it's not them and y'all's friendship can still be just as healthy and just as life-giving And I do have friends like that as well. Like I will take a bullet for you, but I know you're probably not going to go to Paris with me. Okay. Like we move on, you know, (laughs) Yeah, when are we getting brunch?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You're my brunch (laughs) friend. You may not be my travel friend. That's like, so my very best friend, Michelle is really into music. And she always has been like our whole friendship has always been super into music. And there was a time in high school when I really tried to like do the music thing with her. And she was really into like all the like punk rock bands. And so I like had my little truckers hat and I like went to the shows and I like crowd surfed a couple times. I cannot (laughs) believe I'm sharing this right now. I need to find a photo. It's (laughs) so funny. I had like band tees for bands I knew nothing about. And so for the longest time, I like wanted to meet her in that and I wanted to like go to the shows with her. And then at some point I realized I just didn't care. (laughs) I didn't like the music. I didn't like being jostled by sweaty strangers. And I just didn't want to go anymore. And it's been really cool because like realizing that we each have, like Michelle has like concert friends, like people who were, are totally as interested in that band as she is. And they can be her friend in that realm. I don't have to like I can be like, cool, glad for you. Don't know what you're talking about. And we can have the same when it comes to travel. Like we can have friends who are like, you're going where to do what? That sounds uncomfortable and unpleasant and I'm not interested. And I would rather put my money and my time somewhere else. But knowing that there are a lot of people who actually are into, like there are a lot of people who are into the same music that Michelle is, She's into like better music. I don't know. No offense to punk rock bands. Anyway, (laughs) Uh, but like there are people who are super into the music she's into and there are people who are super into travel. It's just like finding the right ones.
1: Totally. Yep,
0: absolutely. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com H-E-L-P, dot com slash friendship. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Friends, springtime is finally here, but that also means allergy season is in full swing. use as directed. Clareton, thank you so much for sponsoring our girls' night. We love having you. So I think that like another hurdle that comes up with being the one who's asking about travel, like I think ideally we would all want to be invited by someone else, like, hey, Mm -hmm. I'm traveling. Do you want to come with me? It's to be the one actually extending the invitation kind of stinks. Like we just, I think are all kind of closing our eyes, hoping that someone else is going to do that. Especially if we tend to be the friend who's always kind of the planner. And I've heard this from a lot of women that like, I am always the one saying, do you want to go to brunch or let's plan this or let's do this. I'm always the one reaching out. And I think that there's this fear. Like if I stop reaching out, are you ever going to notice? Like, is this relationship reciprocal? And I think that there are like some, I don't know, Brie, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Like for, for women who are feeling that like wishing they didn't have to be the instigator. I know that you actually, you are yeah. the instigator in a lot of ways, especially for travel.
1: I am. And, and, and it doesn't even like preclude me, I guess, from feeling that way. But at the same, it's it's kind of like a catch 22 because I'm like, why isn't anybody else doing this? And then if somebody else tried to do it, I'd be like, you don't know what you're doing, step back. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, because it is true. We all have our gifts. You know, we can all go take an Enneagram test and know where we should what lane we should be in. And I am the planner, I am the like in-charge person. I don't trust other people to do it right or do it as good as I can do it, or, you know, be as organized as me, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it is a hard thing to kind of just always be the instigator, but at the same time, if that's your gift, if that's your lane, if that's what you are great at, if you are the person who kind of brings people together and they're still appreciative of it and still kind of just really thankful for like the work and the time and and the energy that like went out for you, like doing all of that and taking that on, then, you know, it kind of... It, It is what it is. Now, like say it's a group and there's not real, like there's not that one strong person. Then of course you have to realize like, how can we all shoulder this together? Like it would be great if, and that's just when real honest conversations come to the table and you just put on your adult panties and there's like, Hey, like I would really love if you invited me to brunch one time, you know? And it's, it's a weird, like vulnerable place to be sometimes, but then When you say it, you realize that like it was never intentional, like by and large, let's say 98% of the time when you like voice something that's like a little bit vulnerable and a little bit like, hey, I would really appreciate or this would make me feel like you valued our friendship as much as I did or whatever the case may be. Nine times out of 10, it's like the other person doesn't even realize that that's how it's coming off or that it was in any way like what they were doing. It's just kind of we are humans, selfish by nature, in our own world, with our own like visors on, doing our thing and not realizing how we're making other people feel until they bring it to our attention lovingly. And then we adjust and self-correct, course correct. You know, Um, I find that a lot of times. Anytime i brought something up to my friends, like, hi, I'm the one who always asks <laughs> you to go out. And I just kind of started to feel a certain way about right. it. They don't do it on purpose. <laughs> like it's not, it's not purposeful. It really is.
0: I think I, I love that you said that, that like, this is your thing in the friendship. And I, I think that like, there's, I haven't heard anyone really talk about this, so I, f- I feel like I should like do more research about this. But I think that, you know, how like we talk in church about like, this is your spiritual gift or this is your love language or whatever. Like, I think that we have different friendship spiritual gifts. Like, you have the one friend that's, like, the funniest person ever, and then you have the friend who, if you tag along with her, like, I'm thinking one friend in particular, if I just, like, follow her around for a day, we're gonna go on a wild adventure. She just sees the world in such color and vibrancy and like, I feel like I need to take a nap sometimes because I'm not that friend. But if I, if I join her for the ride, like we're going to go see just beautiful parts of the world. And then I have friends who, yeah, are like the instigators and who, who get things done and who make things like this happen. And like, we all have our different, like, I feel like I'm the friend who's like, Hey, like, tell me about your heart. (laughs) Um, Let's talk about your life. And, and so I think we all have that without like, without the planning friend, we wouldn't get together and without someone asking how everyone's actually really doing you could just talk about like dumb funny things forever but then if you don't have the friend who's bringing up funny stuff you're not laughing and having fun together and so it's like we all have our different sort of spiritual gift and i think that like if i'm not planning something for us to do together that doesn't mean i don't love you it just means i i don't love in exactly the same with the same skill set yeah. that oh that you 100% do.
1: And this is, this is, this goes for all relationships because this is one thing you learn very clearly once, like, you know, <laughs> marriage is, teaches you all the things, but it is something you have to learn in all the relationships in your life that, like, we are not, we're not all coming to the table with like the same gifts. It doesn't make one more important or less important. It's just like understanding and recognizing what your gifts are and what the other people's gifts are and respecting them all. And then just speaking up in a way that's, you know, loving and open and honest because yeah, yeah that's what we're supposed to do even though it's hard.
0: <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> I think too like, you know, you said something about how if if these friends aren't going to be like really your people or who you need, like someone else mm-hmm. will be. And I think that that's the thing I've been I thinking about and talking about a lot lately is like there are there are other options. Like I think sometimes we stay in, in situations that aren't the best because we're afraid that there isn't anything else out there. And like, there is, there is a better job for you than this soul sucking one you're doing right now. And there's a better relationship for you than the one where the guy does not treat you well. And there are better friendships for you than the ones where it kind of feels like your friends couldn't care less if you're around or not. Like I've totally been there and I'm so glad that I, I don't know. I I mean, I sort of tripped into it and I'm so glad for that, but I was so glad to find out that there are other friends who will va- value me the way that I would like to be valued. And so I think that like friendships, there is, there are infinite options in the world of people you could be friends with. We all need friends and we can all have more than one. And so if if you're in a friend group where you really feel like you are the only one instigating things and you speak up and st- like speak up a couple of times, like kindly and, you know, intentionally and nothing changes, there are other friends out there for you. Like, yeah, this may just not be the best fit. True.
1: Yes. And that's a that's a thing that a lot of us kind of like come to those crossroads at some point in our lives and say, even if this is for us, that was for a season, that season is now over. Yeah. And we move on and we grow and we do what's best for us. Nothing wrong with that.
0: Yeah. So, okay. Once we have, going back to some of the logistics, once we have some people in mind, how do you... Like you bring it up to a friend and you say, "Hey, we should do something together," like, and then it just dies midair. Like, the, and then that's it. You know, let's. It's like when you run into someone at church, you're like, "Let's get coffee sometime," and they're like, "Yeah," and there's like exactly. no plan. How do you cr- cross that chasm of like we've talked about this? I would like to go do this with you. I've asked you if you're interested. You've said yes. Now, Yeah, what? No, that's a very good question. Um, and I have like.
1: I would say a list of five things that really make trips happen, and not just be a like that sounds good type of a thing. Because that sounds good type of a thing will always sound good, and that doesn't let help you go anywhere. <laughs> so these are my five steps. I and this re- like can apply to any type of travel, but let's talk about like you approaching your girlfriends one or two however the case may be. First, you need to pick a place because number one, that makes it real. So what type of trip is this? Is this a trip to Nashville? Is this beach getaway in Mexico? Is this like a lifelong dream of Paris? Whatever the case may be, pick a place because you will develop, what is it called? Paralysis by analysis by just being like, we want to go somewhere. Like you have your whole life to go a lot of other places for this trip, pick a place and decide this is where you're going. Um, Decide when, because just as important as where is is when. Knowing that you have to save for a week-long trip in Paris is very different than, hey, we're going to go like spend two days in San Diego. So deciding when you're going now lets you have like the where and the when and start to plan backwards. You're going to start your research next because like it requires knowing like, what you're going to do, how much things are going to cost, blah, 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 blah. And just like what you want this trip to look like. You guys can discuss like, hey, like I would really love like the opportunity to just like relax or I would really love to just have like this really deep cultural experience. Like that would be so cool. But you aren't going to really know all of those things, especially um, if you haven't traveled a lot. So that's where research is. And the research part can be really fun and get you excited. The next step, is understanding your travel fund. Because for a lot of us, it's not just like, great, we want to travel. Look at that pile of money sitting right there waiting for me. That's so <laughs> amazing. Um, so a lot of times, this is a fund that needs to be built or put to the side. Or you know over time, we're dumping into this fund, but we have to have an understanding of what this trip costs, how long we have to get this money and what we're going to do to get there. Like there just needs to be a plan. Um, and then after that, it's about like booking it and going like, okay, great. You have all the steps in place. Now you just actually do the dang thing. Um, but all of those are important to actually bring a trip to life and not just
0: having something that like sounds good in theory. Yeah. I think, you know, I'm thinking back, especially to the trips that we've taken, I think that we've like in different friend trips, I think I've started with those first three steps in different orders, depending on what the purpose was. So like we, when we've talked about things, it's like, we're going on sort of a workcation. Like we're going to work a little bit, but we're also going to play. And so that's the purpose. And so I think that it's like, it wasn't the location that was necessarily the most important. It was the purpose. And then because we all have such crazy different schedules, it was like, okay, then we need to find a time. And I think it was after that, it was like, we had a time we had, we found some days that we could like block out. We knew the purpose. And then we decided like what location would be best. You weren't like, I want to show you guys San Miguel. It was like, you know, this is what we're going to do. Whereas if you were like, you know, I've always wanted to go to Ireland. Do you want to go to Ireland with me? It's like, great. Okay. Ireland is the place. Then let's find a time. Maybe how long you go depends on how much money you have or how much like you can save by then or something. When it comes to something like time, I I want, yeah, I want to talk about like each of these things specifically when it comes to time. I know that you've taken trips. You do a yearly girls trip with a friend who has Four kids. Four.
1: So I really think nobody like (laughs) nobody has more responsibility than that girl. Yeah.
0: (laughs) How do you guys like? What are some tips for figuring out actually having the time conversation? Because I think that that can be really, at least for me, that part is the most stressful. It's like, oh, like I don't know. I just it that brings me anxiety. Is like, when are we gonna go? Right. How do you have that conversation, especially with friends who have crazy jobs or four kids or like, how do you make and that happen? And you know happen?
1: what? Like it, it does need to be friendships that have like similar priorities and you're aligned in the idea that it is a priority because with this particular friend, one of my best friends from college, like we started girls trips when we lived in the same state. And then it was a case of her living in Africa for three years and us doing a girls trip where we met in Paris because that was the halfway point with her four kids back in Africa, right? But it was because she has said from day one, from like her husband knows, like once a year I get a girl's trip. If nothing else in life happens, I look forward to this. This is like my, you know, this is my thing. And so it is such a high priority in her life that her husband knows, her kids know, like wherever she's at in the world. And obviously I have the same priority, number one, because this friendship is so important to me and we've been friends for so long that like, she knows she can count on me to make it happen. And I know that like what she is sacrificing to make this happen, like it matters to her. Like it matters so, so deeply. So it is finding somebody who has like the same priorities when it comes to that. But like, let's just perspective wise, Oprah goes on girls trips with Gail and none of us are busier than Oprah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I see them on a road trip together. and so like they make time, like we can make time. So it is really like the idea that like, if from six months from now, you can't look on your calendar and block off dates, then you're just saying that there are other things in your life that are a bigger priority. That's all you're saying. and I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but you are saying that, because we're not saying it needs to happen six weeks from now. But all of us should have enough wiggle room in the year of our lives to make time that we set aside for the things that are important to us. And we make everything else move around that versus like just waiting and being like, look at this, nothing to do, all this bag of money sitting there. We might as well go on a trip. Like (laughs) those are two totally different mindsets. And so I really just think it is about like that stake in the ground, And however far out you need to make that stake. So to where your life can kind of adjust and, and work towards it versus based on what you have going on, kids, job, whatever money, the situation may be. So that's how I look at it.
0: I love that. And I think that's the thing that we don't realize is like, we see someone just jetting off, you know, to wherever, not realizing that that trip has been planned. Maybe, maybe it was sort of a last minute thing. Most people don't travel that way it it probably was like planned six months out, maybe a yeah. year out. Maybe it's something you've been talking about for three years. And it was just like in the fall of 2023 20, or something, we're going here. And and so, yeah, when when someone asks you, like, so my, my family has done this. We've been going to the same lake in New Hampshire since my grandma was like, I think the first time she ever went, she was like 12 years old. So it's been like 80 years. My mom's been going consistently every summer her whole life. And so it's been like really, truly decades. And there are like 50 of us. There are a ton of us and we all go and our whole extended family meets up there every year. And it's because it's the third week of July every single year without fail. We always go to the same place and we always go that week. And so no matter what everyone has going on, we always know it's that same week. And so if you ask me to do literally anything in the world, like On, you know, the third week of July, I can't go Mm -hmm. because I know that like from now until forever, that week is blocked out for me. And I think it's just, it's really cool when we get to do that. And so when you're, yeah, I think that that's just a perspective change is that when you see someone traveling, you know, a friend or someone on Instagram or whatever, it's, they probably planned it six months to a year out and that time's going to pass anyway. And so just start planning in advance. Absolutely. Yes, there's all the
1: good that comes from like being a planner.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. So I know that another awkward or like tricky, awkward thing is the finances of it because everyone has a different financial situation in different moments. How do you have the money talk without like, do you have any sort of, I don't know, suggestions for making it less pressure filled or less awkward or. I mean,
1: sometimes, you know what, like the type of trip is going to be determined by the budget. And so like you were saying like those like lists of things that I listed out, the budget might come first. That's okay. Like, hey, you only have x amount of dollars to to make a trip happen. What can we do for that amount of money? It's so okay to start there and then work your way backwards versus the other way. And but if you do work the other way, then it's just like it's it's still about planning and prioritizing because for me, setting aside $3,000 And then going without like my venti vanilla frappuccino every morning is I can do that for six months. And then I get to go and do this trip or like not buying, you know, clothes every other week when I go to the mall, I can do that because I prioritize this over this. If you don't like no shade, but like you have to understand like your money, your disposable income is going somewhere. And where's it going to go? And where does this fit on the priority list? And once you're comfortable with that, that's going to just help you make all the decisions. And it's also just really kind of understanding, which is definitely not everybody's like, everybody's brain doesn't have this idea of like what travel actually costs, like mine might. Like you tell me you wanna go to this destination in this month and travel and stay in this type of hotels, I'm gonna know kind of off the bat, like what that's gonna cost. Not everybody has that knowledge, but that's where the research part comes in in the steps because then you, when you do know knowledge is power, how long would it take me to save that? Okay, I don't have that in 2019, but in 2020 I could. So that's really the trip mm-hmm. I want to take, like Ireland to, you know, self-drive through castles and whatnot. I know how much money I have to save and I can now work the system backwards. So it's really about how you want to approach it. Is the destination the thing that's important to you? Is just, you know, going anywhere for under a thousand dollars important to you? Like start with
0: the thing that you can actually like wrap your brain around and then make mm-hmm. everything work around that. Yeah, I, I love that. I in the past year, I've done so many different kinds of girls trips. Like I had, um, my girlfriends, uh, Carly and Casey and I were going to do like some sort of staycation or, well, we wanted to do like a girls getaway and then it we kind of realized that all of our time and money was being eaten up, was sort of already allocated for different things because we were doing it kind of last minute. And so then it was like, let's do a staycation. And then we were looking at hotels and it was like, oh, that's kind of a lot to be like down the road from our house. And then we were like, okay, well, so should we get an Airbnb? And then we realized that like our houses are like... (laughs) that's just yeah. a house in that town. And we have those. And so, um so we ended up doing a sleepover at my house and Carl, like, I don't know what he did for the night, but we like got ready in my bathroom and did our hair together and went out and took an Uber and went out to dinner and like came back and watched, you know, he's just not that into you. And I mean, it was the, it was the most fun night and the whole thing cost us dinner and the Uber ride that we split between the three of us. That was it because we stayed at my house. And I mean, I've done that, everything from that to going to Mexico with you guys and everywhere in between. And I think there are one, like when we, when we start small, it's easier to realize how worth it it is and to learn how each other works in planning things. And so I think we can Mm -hmm. get bigger But even the small things, like that sleepover was really fun, like really, really, really fun and really special. And also our trip to Mexico was really, really fun and really special. And so I think it can look like a lot of things that happen for all kinds of different budgets. For sure. So Brie, I know that it's something like planning a girl's trip is really daunting and all the logistics and where to go and where to stay and like what to do. And it's easier if we have sort of a place to start. Can you talk us through like just some of the things, and I know that you have a couple of resources actually for us. So I want you to share that at the end, but talk us through, like, say we have four days, we have an extended weekend and like a thousand bucks or something, like talk us through some of the things. How, how do we pick a place? Should we do something like an Airbnb or should we do a hotel or how many restaurants do you pick out? Or just kind of, where do I? Yeah, where do we start when it comes to planning? A good, what are some components, I guess, that need to be there for a good growth? I trip?
1: mean, honestly, and this is so personality driven because we all are different personality wise. Like, what's going to make it important for us? But I always start with the experience you have in mind because that experience can happen anywhere. And I think you just gave the best example. Like, you guys had this idea of what you wanted to create, and then you were like, "We could do that and sleep here and <laughs> save." 20 minutes away from our house and paying $200 a night. And then now you have that $200 still to go on an even more extravagant dinner. Like if food is your priority, like prioritize that, you know, like budgets, a lot of the time dictate like what is possible, right? So anytime that you can drive somewhere and not fly, going to save you money. Um, I mean like hotels, they are a splurge And a lot of times they're a worth it splurge, but not if you can't afford it. So, you know, that's not going to take away or add to like you being able to spend time with your people is whether or not you have room service. It's just another perk of being able to treat yourself. If you are in the season where that is possible, so awesome. If you are not, so not necessary to still get what you want to get out of time with your friends. So it's just really about like going down the list and being like, okay, where are we at? What's most important here? We have these three days. We can drive to XYZ location. We can stay in XYZ place. And then, you know, on a day-to-day basis, are we going to go out and like do fun hikes or like try new restaurants or like any, like the sky is the limit. And just being able to be creative in like your approach to it makes pretty much it possible for everyone, which is what I think the whole thing is for this episode is us talking about how it's possible for everyone. I know that like the type of trips that I usually create for clients are not possible for everyone, but my heart in like talking about travel, just big picture is the fact that everyone can travel more. And everyone should. Um, <laughs> so that's where I like to kind of like like let's get creative here. Like, how does this happen for you? Where what, what are your priorities? Mm-hmm. What What are you capable of? Start small and grow. Do more as you yes. as you get comfortable.
0: I love that. Um, so Bree, I know that you said that you know you plan just totally extravagant, unbelievable trips, but I know that you actually have a new resource to just help us this kind of maybe more like our budget, <laughs> um, to, to help us like get started planning a great girl's trip. Can you tell us about the resource? Yes.
1: And you know what? It really was like, I, I talked with, with you about this, like this idea, because I get questions and inquiries all the time, which are about this, like, quite honestly, how I traveled 10 years ago. If I, you know, just being completely honest, like I'm at a point in my life now. And just because of business I have that, like the travel I do is really awesome and great for Instagram and all those things, but that's not where I started. And that's not like the only thing that I have as a reference point. There's a starting point for all of us. And so I was just thinking about, okay, if I was wanting to travel, you know, with my friends and 10 years ago, like where was I at? What was important to me? And for me, I just started to be like, okay, here are some places, both domestic and international, that are safe that um, you can create really great experiences about that are probably already on your re- your listeners' bucket list anyway, and that I can make from what I know and from what I do, I can make it less daunting and easy if I just kind of like give you a roadmap. So what I did was kind of go through like my favorite destinations, places. I've been with friends, um, places that I've planned for other people that have girl, that wanted to do girls trips and just made like a done for you itinerary. Like, here's how you fly there. Here's how you get from the airport to the best part of the city. Here's what you can do on a day to day basis. Here's where you can eat. Just literally like my best knowledge in a packaged form. Now, the difference is, I'm not talking to each and every one of you to be like what would make this perfect for you but at the same time like I really trust in my ability to like know what a good trip is, you know, consists of. And so I just put that all together, packaged it up, and it allows you to see number 1, the cost of okay, what would it cost us to spend a week in Spain or a week in London or go to Palm Springs for three nights, even, you know, if you like live in California, there's so many great, like close weekend destinations. So you can, you can choose like, do we have time for a weekend trip or do we want to just go big and see like, Hey, this is what it looks like. This is what it would cost us. Who's in because really, when you kind of like taking all the work out of it for your friends, like they have, they have very little excuse left. Somebody's planned it. Somebody's told you how much it costs. You've invited them. Where's their excuse now? And that you can kind of just like make that the, the barometer of like who's actually in. And yeah, yeah. I think that's going to be really, really fun. I love that. Okay. So where can people
0: find these? That's a great
1: question. They are going to be found on my website at milkandhoneytravels dot com slash milk honey trips. And honestly, these you you guys are the first people I'm offering it to. This is not like, like something that I've done before. It really is just to make sure that like when I talk about something, I wanna also give you a way to make it happen. And so this is my best way that I know how to personally help you travel more. And I hope that it's helpful. If it could be more helpful, let me know. I'm, I'm super open to like just suggestions because at the end of the day, it's for you. And it's it's to help you be able to take the type of trips you wanna take with the girls in your
0: life that matter most to you. I, my heart is so happy right now. You guys, Bree seriously made these for us. Like, I mean, really they should be like, I Girl know. Side, trips <laughs> I mean, really, they are. And so Bree texted me, I mean, we talked about it so much. and, like I said, traveling with Bree is so much fun. You always end up in the best places in the city right at sunset. <laughs> like that's just the way that she plans her trips. and and so i it's I, I love this. This is the very best resource. I can get the best resource I can give you is Brie. And this is her best resource for like what it's like to travel with Brie. And Brie, I'm just really grateful that you did this for us because travel is really important to me too. And it's like one of my favorite parts of my whole life. And, and I am so grateful that, that you have something to offer all of us that can make this a little bit easier. Yeah, I am too. Okay. So if there are women who are thinking, I want to do this, like I'm going to get one of Brie's uh, itineraries. I'm, I'm going to ask some friends, I think I don't know. I'm nervous. <laughs> what just last piece of encouragement can you give us?
1: You will never know without asking. So ask, no matter if you're intimidated or not. And also, I'm gonna just throw a little bit of a curveball here. Go even if anybody, nobody says yes. Because here's my other thing. Like we want to travel with people. If they're not there yet, and you are, you can still go. Like. There's nobody that's stopping you from living your best life. So my encouragement is to continue to do the things that light you up, invite people along for the ride, give them the invitation. And then like you're still the, dri- you're still in the driver's seat. So you do whatever you have to do to make the best moments in your life happen, but just do something like take action. If this spoke to you in any way, just make a deal with yourself that. By this time next week, you are going to ask the people that like you would just love to kind of do a trip with, you're just going to at least put the invitation out there. And that is step one, the hardest step probably for most of us, but you are going to be on your way to a lot of cool adventures and excitement and memories and life will never be the
0: same. Oh, I love that. Freddie, thank you for being here. Yeah. You guys, isn't Brie amazing? I just love having her on the show. So one thing I wanted to make sure to mention is that if you're looking for the links for any of the things we talked about in this episode or really any past episode, you can always find those in our show notes. We have a page of show notes for each podcast episode and you can find them all at stephaniemaywilson.com slash blog. And definitely head on over so you can find Bree's contact info. I would love for y'all to be able to follow her. Trust me, her Instagram feed is incredible. You don't want to miss it. Alright, friends, that's it for today's episode, but we have so much good stuff ahead this season. And with that in mind, now is the perfect time to make sure you're subscribed. Subscribing to the show is the best way to make sure you never miss an episode. It won't send you an email or anything. It just makes sure your phone downloads the latest episode when a new one's released. And I did want to take a quick second to ask y'all a favor. If you enjoyed this episode or if you've been a Girls' Night fan for a while now, would you take just two quick seconds to leave us a rating and a review on iTunes? Those reviews help out our podcast so much, and it really would mean the world to me. So if you take two quick seconds to do that, I would be so grateful. Friends, thanks again for joining me for Girls' Night, and I will see you next week.